What's up guys, David here and welcome to the FitPro Daily. This week is all about client retention. After all, keeping clients is way, way, way easier than having to find new clients. And we're gonna start this week with Kieran Wake from Squad Bootcamps coming on to share his experience in what he does within his own fitness business in order to keep clients, keep them for the long term and insights into what is really working and what type of things that we should be doing to make sure we have really good client retention. Enough of me talking, let's dive into this week's guest interview. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to another guest interview. This week, we have Kieran Lee Wake, all the way from sunny Manchester. No, just the other side at Pennines. Don't be saying that from Barnsley. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think we've ever had anybody from Barnsley ever come on before. No, I'm probably the only person in Barnsley who's got internet, so it should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> the only guy I know from Barnsley really is the guy from Talk Sport. What's his name? Um, Parkin. Yeah. No. What's the guy who's usually on the drive time with Adrian Durham? What's his Doug? Goffey. Darren, Darren Goffey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren Goffey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> cool. Okay. So this week we're going to talk about retention, keeping clients, keeping clients for the long term and seeing if we can beat the industry average, which is about between 12 and 16 months. But before we do dive into today's episode and a little bit more, let's find out a little bit about you and kind of how you got started in the fitness industry. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I um, I kind of got into it a little bit by by accident. I'd always been really sporty at school. So I was that kind of sporty kid who did football, athletics, yeah. hit quite a good level as well. And then just before I went to uni, I did my ACL. Um, and was, I was studying sports science, but I'll be honest, I kind of fell off wagon a little bit. I'd gone from being really sporty to a bit of, <laughs> bit of a boozer, to be fair, um, like you do at university. But I got into coaching because I couldn't play anymore. I, uh, I helped out coaching side with, with university football teams. So that kind of, I could get my passion. I'd always been busy with sport, but my passion then went into kind of coaching a little bit. Um, and then from leaving leaving university, I had a few years where I kind of drifted, did a teaching degree. So again, you had that kind of coaching element and that helping others. Um, and, you know, drifted uh, around doing summers abroad, um, working as a PR and things like that. And I eventually got a job in sales um, in a gym, funnily enough, but kind of didn't understand the whole PT thing, to be honest. And then a few years later, I was working at Sheffield United Football Club and they offered us some CPD, basically doing um, a gym course. Mm. So like a, a level two gym course, because we delivered modules around that. Um, and I just started getting back into training myself. Um, you know, I, I put a little bit of weight on, weren't feeling too great, drinking too much maybe, and enjoying myself in my early 20s. Um, and started started back training at gym and kind of fell in love with it a little bit, like you do, that initial, you know, like I think most people have gone through that stage where you're getting stronger, you're taking supplements, you're enjoying yourself, you're, you're feeling good. And then this, this opportunity to do this PT course came along. And... It was just something, honestly, something to do through the Maybank holiday uh, yeah. to start with. And I just absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, you know, learning, getting that knowledge. 
Um, and it just kind of brought a whole kind of a new excitement to my life, I suppose, at the time. Um, so, yeah, I just took my chance and, and did the course and, yeah, really enjoyed the PT course. Cool. Okay, so you're now qualified. Lots kind of happened in the past. So where are you now? What is your setup now? What What is it you currently do or offer or, like, what is it yeah. you do? So, uh, yeah, I went from kind of from teaching straight into just self-employed uh, PT work, really. And that jump was just ridiculous. Like, I kind of finished my job and then rolled straight away, like, okay, I've got no clients. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I built it, built that up um, in a commercial gym, uh, and we're pretty full. We in six months. Um, long story short, I kind of then went worked in some smaller facilities um, where I kind of gave up my whole um, whole kind of client base to go and work in a smaller facility, um, and then just had to get really clever at marketing and sales. And once you've got that footfall, you really have to work harder for your leads. So. I did that, and then just I started doing boot camps mainly for friends, and that's where 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 the story started with where I am now. Started doing the uh, boot camps, and just one Saturday, I think I I had I was going to kind of races or going for an afternoon out, and I couldn't do one of the boot camps, so I just grouped together the male and female boot camp. Kind of thought oh, I'll just have to do it at the same time, and it, it, the energy and and the vibe I got from that session was just like might be onto something here. Yeah. Um, I started with group training and kind of we started off just 21 members. Uh, we launched kind of a monthly payment. We had like 10 sessions a week and we were, I were working at another PT's gym to kind of like where we are now, three, four years down the line. We've got kind of 120 members, two members of co- two, two members of staff, his own facility um, and just a lot bigger business, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, that's where we're at right now. Cool. And I guess last year or the last year and a half has been quite interesting with clients and everything, has it? Yeah, definitely. Um, retention wise, obviously, like, like we're going to talk about is what we're key during, during lockdown, I think. And I'm just really glad we, we went to zoom um, like, a, like many people and because people didn't have much else to do, we just tried to make it as fun and interesting as possible. Hmm. Um, you know, we got all the coaches in, we set challenges up. We just really tried to, to be there for his clients. We didn't reduce his timetable. I kind of just went into it. We're like, right, this might last three months, six months, a year. But we've just got to get out the other end with at least half of his clients. Uh, and then at least we can build from that. Still have a business, I think, still be in the game after after lockdown. And that was the plan in it. It worked. <laughs> kind of sticking with the lockdown aspect then, we're all crossing our fingers that this type of thing is never going to happen again. But with Christmas coming, with winter coming, all this type of stuff, the, it might be on the cards. So what was it you did during lockdown that kind of kept all the members engaged, somebody watching or listening or reading this? And kind of like, oh, you know what, I need to start implementing some of the stuff that you managed to do. Yeah, I think first thing is consistency. Um, clients like the routine they like what you do so we literally said we're not going to change his timetable timetable staying same so we, we fully accept that we're going to have to we're going to have less people on sessions but if we keep the timetable the same people have got that continuity so we didn't change much in that respect but then we brought in little uh guest 
PT. So we brought in kind of yoga, we brought in Pilates, we brought in other PTs who specialised in other areas um, and, and pro brought on proper sessions. And then we also did what we call like an accountability challenge. So, for example, the month of June, right, how many sessions are you going to do online? I'm going to do 12, right? If you reach a goal, you get entered into a prize draw uh, for a free month or we've got other businesses in local area on board and asked them to donate prizes. So we kind of, we did things like uh, worked with local play, uh, kind of play, indoor play area for kids. Well, they were doing online stuff for kids. So we started delivering online sessions for their kids. They get us prizes. So we started to work with other businesses that were yeah, struggling yeah, a little yeah. bit and built up that trust from his clients really yeah because that's kind of beneficial because not only are you helping your own clients you're building a connection with other businesses but you're also getting yeah. your name out there to right. their audience and their clients as well which is going to benefit you twofold i'm guessing yeah yeah too right we went we went live and did classes uh, and sessions on other people's facebook so we did it on the local schools we did it uh on plenty of local businesses uh, use you know with their staff or with their audience um, and just got you know their their kids on them sessions and got their you know their their staff on and it just worked really well. We then got a lot of people inquiring because the, their gym were closed and we picked up you know even through lockdown we picked up 10, 15 clients which doesn't sound a lot but in the grand scheme of things when you're losing two you know a third of your clients it, it just helps that deficit a little bit. Yeah, uh, has a little bit of, bit of income. Because for most gym owners, the whole lockdown was more about surviving rather than yeah. thriving. And like you say, yeah. you are still being able to add clients in, even though you're not really an online fitness business. Yeah. That's going to make a significant yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we found that we was we were like the the place that were doing Zoom sessions in our area, and they were consistently on every morning, every lunchtime, every evening, so people could see that journey and think. I can still do three or four sessions a week. And the uh, staff were loving it as well, I'm guessing. Yeah, the, we, we kept our staff full time. So we didn't we didn't say, look, we're furloughing you or we're reducing your hours. We just kept the hours exactly the same and just got them to put on more challenges. Yeah. You know, called pre-recorded uh, sessions for people who couldn't make sessions, uh, you know, put their hours into, into delivery more than any other tasks and things like that. And uh, just keeping people engaged, really. Cool. Okay. So lockdown has now kind of uh, officially finished ish. And you're yeah. saying, guys, you can come back into the studio. How did you start filling or regaining some of the clients back? Um, yeah, we, we run um, all those old clients were, were gagging to get back, to be honest. They were really looking forward to it. You had your few, you know, 5% or weren't 100% sure, but we were just really clear from the start about how safe we were going to be. But then building new clients, again, we run a 28-day challenge for new members. So that's mm. like our front-end offer. Um, and to start with, we were just overrun with, with people who wanted to do it. I think people had had enough. And with a lot of bars being closed and other venues, gyms were kind of one of the first things to open. People just wanted to do something and get out of house. And they felt, you know, felt pretty crap about themselves for a long time. Um, so yeah, we 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 launched our 28 day challenge, and we were 
we were really busy. We were, we were doing starting two of them a month and we were filling them with, with kind of 12 to 14 people at a time. And we reintroduced a lot of people into our business yeah. uh, from there. Um, and they worked a treat, really. Uh, they, they worked really well and they still still work well as a, as a lead generator from for now. Okay, so let's let's imagine COVID's kind of more or less finished now and there's there's no more lockdowns ever going to come. And we go back to the industry average. Pre-COVID was 12 to 16 months for an average gym owner to keep a client. How are you exceeding this amount? How are you kind of retaining clients and keeping that community and building the value that you've given them over this length of period? Yeah, I think with regards to that, it's getting people to to kind of buy into your business from more than just what you give them. And I think it's buying into your core values and creating that identity, really. And I think that's what we do really well is we get people to achieve goals, but also enjoy the process as well. Uh, make it kind of more than a gym. And that's kind of our, if you see all our posts online, it's always hashtag more than a gym. And people buy into that because they get that, they don't just get a session, they get to know coaches, they get that contact with us, a support group constantly buzzing, you know, mm. two, three, four posts a day in from coaches and interaction from members and, and things like that and weekly weekly kind of check-ins with people um, and people just feel, feel part of more of a fitness community rather than um, just going to a gym. Uh, you know, we have a lot of social events on, we do it, obviously, we're starting to get that back up and going now. Um, you know, people getting involved in charity events together. And again, I think that that just plays into to what people want. They haven't really got that. You know, I think people lack that these days, that social identity and feeling part of something that's bigger than themselves. You know, mm -hmm. they go to work where they get, you know, pretty, you know, pretty average days, pretty, pretty samey. And then they want that other place to go and feel, feel part of something that's a little bit bigger. So what is it that you reckon that makes it different to any other gym in your area that makes them really feel part and maybe not go to David Lloyd or Bannertine or Pure Gym or whatever? What is it that, that you kind of do that makes yeah. it so unique? The feedback we get from clients is that it's just the little things that people really, you know, don't realise. It's just the saying hello. Hiya, Sarah. How's your day been? What you been up to? Um, remembering things like, oh, how are you? your daughter's dance uh, competition at weekend. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As your husband doing, is, is his back any better from when he fell off his bike? Just little things. And we have like a thing with coaches where we always say every single per make sure in the session you have a, at least a little conversation with every person before they leave, whether that's before session starts or during, on like little breaks that we have, just them little bits of conversations and remembering things about people um, is really important. And we do we do a retention report every week. So one of our members of staff is uh, tasked with doing a retention report. So we do a two-week retention report on our app where we look at how many times people have attended. If in two weeks they've attended less than four times, they get a little message saying, how's it going? What's up? How can we help you? Um, and stuff like that. And if they've not been for seven days, you know, we'll send them a message and we kind of call it, uh, press that restart button. Press that restart button, just get booked on a session and turn up. Don't worry about all else. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key point really is if you don't, if you sign up to Pure Gym or something and you don't turn up, you're kind of, you're not noticed. You're just another number. Whereas yeah. I'm guessing in our size facilities, when you don't turn up, we actually do like notice, like, oh, what's up? Why is yeah, yeah. What are they missing? So question, what is the app that you're using for this then? 
Uh, so we use Go Team Up. Okay, yeah. Booking app, um, and that then you can formulate reports off that. So you can literally go into each individual person and kind of look at if they're booked on sessions. So again, we we do like a high risk uh, report that people who think are a high risk are leaving or or have not been attended. And then we can literally click on their profile and see if they've registered for any sessions in future. And if they haven't, it's just a simple, you know, hiya, John, what's happening? You've not been on last week and you've not booked any sessions this week. Uh, is there any way we can help you? And that, that's it, just a simple message. And you might get a message back saying, oh, just had a really bad time these last few weeks. Thanks for your message. I'm going to book on now. And that's yeah. it. Uh, and that's that person back on track, really. Um and, and that's helped, you know, that one message has gone a long way. And well, that's, you, I'm you're not getting that pure <laughs> No, no, no. It's like it's, it's like you care. You they they actually feel appreciated than everything. Um, so like the money they're paying, I know it's significantly more than pure gym or something like yeah. that. But they they know its value and everything. So yes. let's talk about the client, uh, the staff side of things. So we have uh, core values and we have client acknowledgements. We've got uh, I think there's seven core values and five client acknowledgements at DK nine. When you say you your trainers have to do certain things within the session, what are those type of things they have to do that you know keep the clients? Yeah, I think we we split our coach. So we've got like a document that says literally how to coach a squad session. And within that, obviously there's all technical stuff. So this is how to do a warm-up, this is how to this is how to demonstrate. But we've also got a little bit in there about interacting with clients. Mm. Um and like I just said, it, it might just be just having a quick conversation with people or making sure before they leave, you've asked them how they are. Um, but we've also got kind of a little bit in there about being three different coaches we in one session. So you've got the technician, you've got the cheerleader, and you, you've got kind of the what we call like the general. So sometimes you're obviously being a little bit more assertive. Sometimes you're being a little bit of a joker and having a laugh and trying to create that banter and create that connection between people. So it might just be simple things like, uh, oh, by the way, John, did you know that Gary's a Chef Wednesday fan as well? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, where do you, you know, and, and that just interacts with people and you get interaction with in session. So you're kind of the main guy leading the session, but you're also creating them social interactions with in session and getting people to know each other. Um, and again, that's, I think that's just really, really important because a lot of the time, when people pass that 12 months to 16 months, they, they want to keep coming to gym because they're going to, if they don't, they're not going to see the three friends that they've made pals with yeah, yeah. drinking with on a weekend. You know, they have girls nights out or, you know, lads days out or whatever with. Um, so it creates that thing. And as a coach, you know, that's your job in the, in the gym, coach people, but also make people feel welcome and part, part of it. Because that is the crazy thing. When you start passion pa passing past that sixteen to 12, uh, 12 to sixteen months, it's not always about the the amazing results that you're going to get them. It's like you say that uh, they're friends, or they've actually built that community, or like yeah. apparently we've got a six a.m. WhatsApp group that none of the staff knew exactly. about. But yeah, all the yeah. clients that set up themselves. Right. We've got that. Yeah, yeah. So, too right. Okay. Yeah, cool. Carry on. No, sorry, I was just saying, that's a great point. Like, by the time you've got past that first year, you should have already got your client results. You know, the client life cycle, the first nine, 90 days is where you should be really hitting your results. And then you might 
want to focus on, you, you know, have a different focus on strength or fat loss or performance, whatever it might be. But then after that year to, to a year and a half, you're looking at just maintaining them results. And then what I always say to people is you should always be kind of six weeks away from whatever's important to you. So if it's an holiday, you're six weeks away from, from you know, you fat, six weeks of fat loss and you're in the perfect shape you want to be. You're six weeks away from being as strong as you ever have been. You're six weeks away from doing that run or that mud runner or whatever it might be. But then, like you said, what, what's people coming back for? They're not coming back for equipment. They're not coming back for you. They're coming back, hopefully, to see the friends and have a good session. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what we're building, really. So you saying that we need to be setting targets quite often as well. So they, they've always got something to work towards. It's not just almost a stale kind of boring kind of, they're not just coming just for the sake of it. There's actually, there's actually some element of training results setting in there as well. Yeah, definitely. There's got to be purpose. There's got to be stages like an athlete. There'll be stages of pre-season where you're just going through motions, but then there's got to be intense periods of, of work. So we do kind of uh, what's called squad goals, which is our higher level program. Um, and that could, be, there's three pathways. So there's fat loss, which is obviously a six, eight, 12 week transformation um, where they'll work with me specifically and get check-ins. And then there's strength squad, which is uh, a session a week, which is more based on, on just strength. And then we do things like accountability challenges as well, where, you enter for 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 a, for a month, and if you hit your target, um, you get entered into a prize draw. So all these things keep people on intense periods of, of training where they're focusing on, on on a specific goal, I suppose. Well, okay, so let's talk about something you mentioned earlier, which was the events. So like yeah. we, with our events, we're quite tactical. We plan them maybe two or three months in advance. Is that how you have, you, have you got a tactical approach to it or do you like survey your clients to decide what events you can do? What is it, the V events that you kind of do? Yeah, it's just, you, we're literally doing this podcast at right time because on Saturday we've got an event called Squad on the Farm. Um, we've really gone for it. Uh, one of my friends uh, owns a farm and we're doing like a big social event in one of his fields. So we've got uh, a bar set up, we've got hog roast, we've got uh, little events, we've got Bouncing Castle, uh, we've got like a little golf chipping event, we've got a kettlebell sling where we're going to see who could throw a kettlebell furthest. Um, and obviously there, that's a big event that takes a lot of planning, but then we also do little events where it might be just at our local cricket club where we all, right, we're going to meet two o'clock at local cricket club, have a bit of a social, have a bit of a, bit of a drink and and stuff like that. Um, so they, you know, they play a big part. But then little charity events that we might do, or a client might lead it, where they're going right. I'm going to do Yorkshire Three Peaks. Is anyone interested? And we'll say, look, whatever you raise, we'll chuck in hundred quid, um, and you know, you guys off you go and, and do it. And there might be six, eight, twelve clients who go off and, and do that challenge together. Mm. We've had that plenty of times. Um, so again, it's just like backing clients with what they want to do as well um, but also just having them set events that you do where you know everyone can can be together now i think like the event especially when you go out even if it's just a social kind of down the local or small pub call and stuff these events build that strong connection build the bond not just between you and the clients but the clients and clients like you say they start building that relationship and then they don't feel like they can leave because they feel like they want to be part of yeah. 
the next event or the next thing you're doing down the cricket club or whatever it yeah. is you've got going on. Yeah, definitely. That's what we mean by more than a gym. And a good point that people, I think, miss is that not everything you do has a straight-up financial return on investment. Like, we might spend quite a bit of money on squad on farm. We're never going to get... As we're never going to make money from these events, but that's going to be spoke about in two and three years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clients do that in sessions. They talk about as Christmas do, you know, even in June and July. And when new members join, people are talking about, oh, what about last year when we did that social? And, and they're like, oh, wow, when's next one? And it creates that buzz. And you don't get a direct return on investment like you do with your marketing or your leads or whatever it might be but that'll be the thing that people talk about in two and three years and what they remember you know when you and see all members and what, what i love remember. about these events as well is when a client does leave eventually at some point and you're in the drive to reactivate as many old clients to come back you have those interesting talking points whereas if you just say oh yeah i know you used to come to the gym and that's about it there is a yeah. there's an icebreak you can dive straight. Yeah, oh, you yeah. remember that time where you did flip that tire in that field at one <laughs> yeah. time? And I mean, you yeah. got a way back in, yeah. Yeah, it's not just about saying, oh, you know, imagine emailing all your old clients and saying, oh, hi guys, we've got a new hack squat. Do you want to come and try it? Yeah, well, probably not. Like, oh, you just see them hack googling squat. hack squat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so many gyms use after marketing and promotion work on. Hey, we've got a new piece of equipment. Look at this and. Half the time I look at it and say, I don't even know how to work that. So what's your general client going to be interested in? Whereas if you're posting, I, uh, this month we've got a uh, squad on farm where we, all those clients are going to be in a field, you know, getting getting drunk, eating eating pork sandwiches and slinging kettlebells around the field. People go, wow, what kind of a gym is this? Yeah. Uh, people get on board with that and think, yeah, that's where I want to be, not in toilet where you've got eight lads you know, sniffing protein shakes or whatever, or you know what I mean? So it's more relatable to people. It's what they want. But this also gives, uh, this is like the second side of the market itself. They're telling their friends who yeah. are then telling their friends, oh, my friend is doing this kettlebell thing in a farm. I, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. just spreading your message further and further by people you would never be able to connect with. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and that's, that's one of the points that I, I kind of always say about retention. Retention leads to referrals. If your clients are happy and they're going off and telling people about what you do and posting on social media about what they're doing and being proud of being part of squad, that does the job for us. Mm. And with, you know, with marketing and, and Facebook has been that little bit more expensive these days, that goes a long way when you can then share that on your social media or all your clients are jumping on their posts. It's massive, really. And referrals are so underrated, but you've got to do a good job and create a good environment to get them referrals. Okay, two more things which we haven't covered, which you've mentioned so far. Weekly check-ins. What is a weekly check-in for people that don't do them currently? Yeah, so like I said, we do them retention reports where um, we just we, we kind of look at the high-risk clients and check in with those. Um, but we also do weekly check-ins with a lot of our higher achievers who might be on as little programs like squad goals or strength squad. And again, each coach will take a lead on on, on one area and just literally send a, send a, a, um, an email out on a Monday. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Have you got your sessions booked this week? 
what are your main focuses? What can I help with? Let me know. And then that, that's it. And that goes out to them clients. And then hopefully they they reply and uh, and send you kind of a little bit of feedback. And just that little interaction really, mm. really helps. And, um, you know, if, if they're on our transformation program, they get a tracker. So they track the key metrics like calories and training and steps and any other that they feel is important, such as water. Um, and they send that across and then get some feedback. Um, and I think everyone likes that. Everyone likes that little bit of feedback just to know that they're, they're on the right path, really. And for retention, that's massive. And like it's, it's the touch points as well. Like if, if, if they see you twice or three times a week in the gym, they want to also feel like they're getting something away from the gym as well. So if, you're, if it's a Facebook message or WhatsApp message or an email or a letter in the post or something, they still feel like, wow, this guy is or this fitness business is they're everywhere they're supporting me from whatever yeah. angle I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, yeah, somewhat early on that I read when we started squad, we're making your business, your client's third place. And I feel like as is that, you know, they've got work, family, and then squad, whether they're interacting in squad group, they're on squad chat, they're in the little WhatsApp groups they've got with the pals, they're doing things with people outside gym, you know, or it's the place that they turn up to. Every, every week, three times a week, it's that third place really for them. Uh, and that just builds in even more kind of trust and, and retention really. Cool. Okay. So there's one thing that we, we've mentioned a few times now, but we've not dig deep. And for us, this makes a significant difference because it covers so many bases for marketing, referrals, client retention, staff enjoyment and everything. And it's charity events talk to me a little bit more about how charity events benefits the business the retention and just everything else a charity event can do yeah i think we've done quite a few charity charity events we did one for yorkshire air ambulance which went down really well we've done them in past where we've we've kind of pushed the prowler um up the burj khalifa so we we did burj khalifa one we did uh what did we do we did it we did it to raise money for um a defib that then went to local cricket club where we we pushed it from uh like dis- distance obviously wise from our gym to the place that we're supplying the defib which was like 66 miles or something um and then you couldn't have picked a closer place done... now no 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 no, no <laughs> locally in uh, no local ones which were a shame um but yeah we we've done all that stuff like that and then we've we've recently uh, done quite a bit for um, a charity called HH Foundation, which was for young people who are struggling uh, and and, die, and 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 unfortunately dying from from cancer and things like that, and just helping with their care um, and stuff like that. So I think it just brings everyone together towards that one cause as well. Mm. And again, if you want to make your business stand out in in local community um, and and do things for the right reasons, then I think it really, really helps project your business in the, in the right way. Um, and again, from our point of view, it just, it just gets the best out of clients as well. I think clients tend to love to do that kind of thing and, and think that what they're doing, they're doing it for something bigger than just themselves. Um, and we tend to, it tends to really bring the best side out of clients and, and the best performances as well. So I think that's a really important thing to, to do yeah and, and that is the thing about charity events it's not something you can do 
a few times a year. It's one of those things that you do maybe once or twice, three times a year at the most, because yeah. having to ask people for money isn't always the easiest thing. But no. from it, you're helping a cause. The clients, they're going to feel even more want to refer you on to people to sell to help with the cause that builds a strong community as well when they're taking part of the challenge and that adds in the nicest way that adds five or six months onto their membership because they've taken part in this challenge itself which is massive for the business growth the retention and just getting your name out there as well yeah definite um and i think you've got to do them things a lot of time we are the expectation of getting all back and again that's again that down to that Sometimes there's just no financial return investment, but what you do get is that client loyalty and that yeah. client buy-in, which again, you can't, you just can't put a price on, on that. Uh, every client could be your biggest fan. And I think that's the way you've got to see it and the way you, you treat what they do. So if they are, if they are going off and doing a little charity event themselves, you've got to, you know, jump on board with that and help them, you know, share their post, what they're doing, share their story, um, get other people in group involved as well. Um, so we've done, you know, many a times there's been three or four people going and doing a mud run, we in squad, um, or going to a charity walk or whatever. And, you know, you're just championing that really and, and helping them raise a little bit of money. And that goes a long way. Nice. OK, so we've covered most of the things that you've talked about so far. And we've kind of dived into each of the points. Is there anything to finish off that you maybe that you think we haven't covered or anything you think anybody watching or listening should really start doing now that's going to help with attention and keep clients on board? Yeah, I think I think one thing is is just really be know your audience and create an audience that's similar to you. So mm. like personally, I'm the type of person who won't miss a night out on a weekend. I'll always enjoy my weekends. So that's literally one of our core values is always enjoy your weekend. I don't want to get a client on a Monday saying, Yeah, everything went really well, but I went to a wedding at weekend and I couldn't enjoy myself. I were eating at a Tupperware just so I stayed within my calories, because to me, that's not a way of life <laughs> at all. So I think your message has got to be kind of what you are and what your business stands for has got to be in line with you as a person. Otherwise, you're going to end up miserable because you're having to put a fake persona on because you think that's what people people want. So, yeah, know yourself and then try and attract the audience that that, that, that matches your personality and what your brand's about, really. Um, otherwise you're never going to be you're never going to be happy no matter how much money you make and for anybody listening or watching again and you're sick of hearing people say you know your audience know your audience know your audience it's not just me it's not just other people everybody is saying the same thing once you know your audience your life becomes so 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 much easier yeah yeah definitely it's just them conversations in gym for a lot easier as well you know when you before a session having them two three minute conversations with clients when they've looked at you, oh, I saw that you went to so-and-so on social media and they're interacting with you. Oh, what was that bar like? What was that restaurant like? Oh, I've been there. Oh, you know, them little conversations, again, just build into that retention because they feel part of something. They feel like, yeah, I understand people here and they get me and I get them and we're all pretty similar. And that just um, builds, again, just that core value and that everyone kind of into it and that we call that kind of squad goals. Um, that's kind of another one of our, our hashtags is squad goals because everyone's pretty similar um, and has similar interests away from Jim. Nice. Kieran, I appreciate your time today. So for anybody maybe that wants to reach out or maybe have a chat or just see a little bit more about what it is you do within your fitness business, how can people potentially reach out and have a chat? 
Uh, yeah, so you can have, I've got uh, my own personal Instagram. Don't use it too often, but I do kind of interact with the PTs on that and try and help them out. I deliver, well, help deliver and, and assess PTs. Um, so I do get quite a lot of interaction with PTs on how to set up and what to do and what to start. But you can follow me on Instagram um, at K-I-E Wake. Um, or you can follow our business page, which is squad at Squad Bootcamps uh, on Instagram as well. But yeah, happy to uh, to chat and interact with, with anyone in the industry, to be honest. Kieran, thanks for your time today. I appreciate you coming on. We'll probably hear from you again at some point in the future. Cheers, bud. Thank you. So that was Kieran from Squad Bootcamps, giving us an insight into what he's doing within his own fitness facility, what he's doing to make clients want to stay, encourage them, motivating them, and everything else that he has going on. So it's probably one of those that you want to go back, rewatch, take some notes, and start implementing just some other stuff that Kieran was talking about. I'm going to leave it there for today. The rest of the week, though, it is all about client retention. To so do, be sure to check in on what we helps, what else we have coming this week. I'll speak to you all tomorrow.